What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. Today's episode is simply titled Money Talk. And as I even just think about talking about money, I get really excited. I I love talking about money everywhere. So my 17-year-old daughter, I always make sure probably to a point where she doesn't care, although I think she's starting to more, but I make sure to talk to her about money, right? Down to the details of this is how much this costs. This is how much, right? I just talk about everything because I want her to feel really clear about money and having an awareness, right? I talked to my parents about money. I, I actually were, were shopping for some furniture this weekend and I sent my dad my dad this picture of this beautiful table and he actually told my mom that he's worried we're spending too much money. And so I told him that I'm out buying expensive furniture and <laughs> then I sent him this picture I found online from the Hermes website of a chair that looks very basic and plain, not even comfortable, like some woodworker just made it and (laughs) just very simple. And it costs like $6,000. So I just like texted to him to see if I can get a reaction. And no, he doesn't even reply. (laughs) But I love creating this space and experience of money with everybody in my space who wants it. (laughs) And so today... I want to talk with you about money. Now, the thing that prompted this is that I have been working with my, what do I call her? So I have two people in my business who help me with money. One of them is an accountant firm type thing, right? So they take care of bookkeeping and my taxes and all of that. And then I have another person who helps me forecast and organize the money. So there actually is some overlap in what they do, but my engagement with each of them is a little bit different. So this forecaster is more like the role of a CFO, right? A chief financial officer, which I don't know that I ever really known what that means, but I'm learning, right? And so what that means for me and my business is that she puts my money into a system and she helps me forecast it out. And I mean, the really the reason I hired her was that I wanted to understand how much money do I have? How many months can I use it? And I wanted to make sure that when I was using money today, that it was a part of a bigger plan, that I didn't just have this concept of having money, but I knew what it was going towards so that today I could make decisions that lined up with the future as well. So this is the person that I have been working with for over a year. And over the last couple of months in particular, we have been working on my money And the thing that prompted it was that I didn't hit my financial goal for the year last year. And so that didn't just impact, um, right, how many people were in my mastermind. It also impacted the financial projection of my business. 
because I had projected a certain amount of money and I had planned when I would sell again, which means that my business didn't have that money in the same way that I thought it would. And so her and I have been working on that and it's been such amazing growth for me to experience because I have had to and been invited to think about and look at my money in such a different way. But let's start this conversation, right? That's where we're going to wrap up and end at. But I want to start this conversation in a way that connects very clearly with you right now as a coach in your business and how you experience money. So often what I see coaches wanting is they want their business to be like a job. Now, what do jobs do, right? We we get a job, they tell us how much they're going to pay us, right? It either is usually one of two ways. Either you get paid on a salary, so no matter how many hours you work, you get the same amount of money every month, or you get paid hourly, and so however many hours you work, you then get paid based on that. And usually there's a typical amount, right? So when you start a job, you already have this idea, this is how much money that I will have in my life for the month to live on. This is how much I will receive. And I have a general idea of what taxes might be, but I know that I can make this work. So what I see coaches do is that they come into building a business And they want that business to act like a job. But businesses don't act like jobs at first. And so the three things that I want to touch on in this money talk conversation is what, like why job, like why businesses don't act like jobs, how you can create that experience for yourself And then we're going to end and wrap it up with how to flex when that plan doesn't work, which is what I've kind of shared with you already. So a business doesn't act like a job. Now, let's look at why. So when you start a job, right, you're starting out in a role that you already know how to do. You have been hired because they believe that you are a good asset to that role and that in that role, right, you're going to play a part of a bigger picture. So when you think about a business, if there were 10 different parts to it, and when you get hired in in a job, you play a half of that part, right? You or you play one part of it. Now, when you think about building your own coaching business, now no longer are you just one of 10 parts, You have to be all 10 parts. And it's not to say that you have to do them all excellently, right? Like 10 out of 10, you're killing it. No. But you do have to realize that there are 10 parts. Now, I'm just making up this 10 part thing. So if you're like, what are the 10 parts? (laughs) No, just making that up as an example. So the reason that a business, especially a new business, doesn't create money like a job is one, because it's not. And two is because your business is of 10 parts and you're coming in and you're learning all 10 parts and how to move them with ease and and, and fluidity and, and in a way that creates the result you want more often than it doesn't. So I actually pulled up my 
spreadsheets from so so I've been in business for going on this will be my sixth year 2021 is my sixth year and so 2016 would be year one for me and I created eight thousand dollars that year um year two for me would be 2019 no 2017 again another six thousand dollar year this was before I hired a coach, got involved in group coaching, um, realized that mindset was a thing, but that's how I spent the first two years. Then year three comes, and this is 2018 for me. This is my first $120,000 year. And I had spent two years creating $6,000 each year. And so I didn't have this basis, right? I didn't have this past of, oh, I've made money before. Because often that's what I hear a coach say is like, well, I mean, I haven't done it in the past, but it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. There's tons of things you've never done before. And so when you think about how to think about your business, it's possible that you are the only limitation to what's possible. And so when I think about that first year, it's like when you want your business to act like a job, you are actually limiting what's possible in your business. Because if I wanted my business to act like a job, and I thought back to my last job, I think I brought home maybe like 3500 3700 a month. And right, it was the same every month. I knew that that's what I did. I think I made like 40000 a year when I left a job world. And so if I had said to my business, "Mm, I really want you to be like my job, I would have been thinking in terms of, okay, well, how do I make $3,000 a month? Wow, $3,000 a month would be amazing. Oh, man, right? And then I would immediately gone into, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do it every month? Oh, my gosh, that feels kind of scary. But I didn't. I never looked at my business and said, please be a job instead right and this is what I would recommend for you is I want you to think about your business as this thing that's just ah oh, so possible right there's so much money and so much possibility available for you when you stop trying to make your your business perform like a job like financially So we think about those first two years of my business, I was investing, although not very much because I didn't really even know the value of investing at that point either. So those first two years I was buying like, oh, a $97 course or, you know, one time I bought this monthly membership with a coach and that actually was really valuable. That, that, that was one of those very first steps or I brought, I bought Amy Porterfield's webinars that convert course, but I, I hadn't learned how to invest in myself as an asset yet. And so when I got into this year three of my business, 2018, I had hit that point where I would like, I'd found somebody I kind of for the first time understood mindset and connected into it. And I had been practicing it and not creating money with it yet, but right, like building up that, um, that habit. And so when I look at my 2018 numbers, I wasn't, I had a goal, right? I wanted to create a hundred thousand dollars. I had no idea how that was possible, but what I knew was that it was possible and I didn't know how it was going to happen. And I just, in those first, um, I think it was five months, I just made a game of it or four months. I made a game of it. 
And so January, I didn't know I was playing the game yet. So so let me tell you about the game and let me tell you what the, the numbers looked like. So January, I had created $1,500. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's that's different, right? Like, this is new. This is cool. Okay. And then in February, I created $3,500. And again, it was that sense, right? I was watching my mind the whole time because I, I still have these journals and so I can look back on it. And I had so much, um, so many thoughts that came up, right? So many emotions, but I had a different set of tools than I had had the previous two years to manage myself, And so by the time I got to March, I actually had started like, oh my gosh, well, if I doubled from January to February, I just, right, I I sat at the beginning of the month and I was like, hmm, I mean, what if I doubled this month? And I thought to myself, man, what if I just went crazy? And I was like, what if I created $9,000? And I just set that goal And it was based on nothing, right? I didn't even make $9,000 all of the previous two years. I had no, right? I just knew though that what I I could sell enough of what I sold to create $9,000 and that be just, you know, possible. And so I just focused on believing that all month long. And by the end of March, I had created $9,300, and then, and, and keep in mind, all month long, my brain was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so fun to read back on. And then I got to April 1st and I was like, hmm, that's so interesting. I don't, right? I didn't actually believe that I could double from 9,000 to 18,000, but I started like, like, you know, that doubtful believing. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if I would have just doubled from February, that would have been uh, 7,000. And then I was like, okay, well, 14,000 or I I don't even remember what number I picked. Right. But I just remember that like doubtful, like, I don't know if I could do 18. And so I picked a number, whatever the number was. And I just like played with believing it was possible, just like I teach in my daily work. And April, I created 15,000. And then my belief actually started getting shakier, right? So May, I was like, actually, no, my belief was still pretty good. I was like, what? This is so amazing. Let's do it again. And so May, I created 18,000. And then my belief started to get shaky in June. You guys want to know how much shaky belief creates? 7,500. Yeah, that's right. 7,500. And then July, I created 11,000. And then in August, I created 17,700, right? So almost 18,000. And then in September, again, shake a belief. How much do you think shaky belief creates? $8,000. And then in the October, I created $13,000. November, I created $8,000. And December, I kind of stopped selling and I created $4,600. No, $4,600. So I ended the year, right? So I actually hit my 100K goal in November. It took me 10 months. So I had to hit it in October. It took me 10 months. I made 100K. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to push myself. I'm just going to enjoy selling. I don't need to hit a goal. Um, I'm just going to, you know, finish out the year with whatever I finish. Did 120K. But listen to those numbers, right? Because I wasn't trying to make my business a job, I wasn't trying to make it perform. I wasn't telling it I needed money, right? None of that. I wasn't like, well, I invested X amount and I want to get that back this month. No, no right? You hear that sternness? No, I was never stern with my business. I never told it what I wanted and needed from it and expected it to give it to me. 
Instead, I approach my business from this sense of like playfulness and happiness because it's this thing, which is interesting, right? Because it's both me and it's the thing I sell. So it's like this combined thing of me and the thing I sell because I'm developing and growing me as the person who can sell the thing I sell. So the more I develop me, the more capacity I have to sell what I sell. And so because I didn't expect my business to be a job, I never put like, oh, $3,000 months consistently would be so amazing. No, I never thought that thought. And so I never created that result. Instead, what I created was this, this beautiful mixture of amounts of money just for the fun of it right? From my lowest month in January being $1,500, my second lowest month in February being $3,500, my third lowest month in December being $4,600, right? And then my like drama months being in June and September being like seven and $8,000 months, all the way to a month that was, let's see, what was the highest? Um, it looks like it was August, no, May, So May was 18,600 and August was 17,700 to my first 100K year being made up of two almost $20,000 months. That broke my mind, you guys, right? I had to, to like really think about because when I was in it and doing it, I wasn't thinking of myself as this coach who creates a $20,000 month. So when I watched it being created and I was like, whoa, what just happened here? I had to rethink about who I was, what I was capable of, what was possible. And it wasn't because I was ever thinking and trying to make my business a job, right? Instead, I was seeing my business as a business, which is that it's fluid. It's, it's, it's uh, capable of creating so much, And it's just up to me to maintain my own self so that I can sell the thing. So when you're thinking, oh, I want my business to be consistent, we're going to get to that. How do I create it to be consistent? But this in this very first 120K year, when I think about how I paid myself, and I think I did a podcast on this, oh, a while ago, um, right? This year, I didn't pay myself with any level of consistency. So I think I tried, I think I ended up paying myself like $2,000 a month, but it was very fluid, right? It was, can my business do that? Um, Does that really work based on what I want to invest in next? Um, Right? It was never this like, ooh, it was was just like kind of fun. Like, ooh, my business is going to give me money? (laughs) Like, that's different. And what's interesting is at the end of this 2018 year, I actually hadn't planned for taxes. Well, I planned for them, but not well. (laughs) And so by the time I got to 2019, I had a tax bill and I don't know, it was like $7,000 or something. And I remember thinking and just like, right, I did some work on it. I had tools I never had before. And so instead of freaking out, I was like, okay, what are my options here? Like I could take it out of my personal money because I didn't have the money in my business. Um, or maybe I did, but I wanted to use it for something else. Or I wanted to have the money there to have that fluidity. And I just remember looking at all of my choices and saying, you know what? I have this credit card. This would be the best place for me to put it and just pay it off slowly. 
And I didn't beat myself up because I had money on a credit card, right? Because I was, I remember being very Dave Ramsey early in my 20s and like, oh my gosh, debt is bad and I can't have it and I shouldn't have it and this means something has gone wrong. No, I just, I watched every bit of that. Even like, oh, I don't want to pay an interest fee. Nope. I loved paying the interest fee because of what it created for me, which was that space. And I think I did take like four or five months and I just spaciously paid on it and paid it all off. And I just didn't worry about it at all. I didn't make it a problem. I didn't make it a problem that I didn't plan well. I didn't make it a problem that I put on a credit card. I just let it be like, oh yeah, that was a lesson I learned. And that was always part of what I needed to learn so that I did money differently in the coming year. So 2019, let's look at this year. So this year, I 2019, I created $298,500. So for the sake of numbers, I'm going to round up, I created 300,000. <laughs> so what did this look like? I'm just going to scan here through and I'm going to tell you low months and high months because again, I never want you to think about your business in terms of like, oh, well, can it just create 3,000 or 5,000 a month? Sure, of course it could. But when you do that, you actually limit yourself of what's possible. So let's see, January was a, looks like a low month. <laughs> you guys want to know what a low month is? Uh, 5,000. Let's see, March, I made 6,000. So this year, I actually had a lot of drama. I remember this. So January, February, March, I had some drama. So January, inside of drama, I created 5,000. February, still in drama, I created 13,000. March, coming out of drama, but still there, created 6,000. Now, here's what's fun, is that I've always been in a group coaching environment for my entire, well, you know, since I started making money. <laughs> and it was in March that the other women in this group coaching environment started making um, $25,000, $30,000 months. And nobody had done it up until that point. And so when I think two of them did it, it was very interesting because in March, I started to think the thought, oh my gosh, I could have a 30, I could have $20,000 months or $30,000 months. And right up to this point, my high was a 17 and 18. So it was close, but it wasn't really there. And it hadn't even occurred to me to think that it was possible. And so you want to know how much I made in April when I started to believe that it was possible? $22,000. And then, right, I, I must have, maybe I started thinking about it in April because I made 22000 that month. And then you want to know how much I made in, in May? As soon as I realized it was possible for us to make like crazy amounts of money, right? Crazy at that time. May I made $57,000. $57,000. Now, let me rephrase that. I did not make $57,000. This is, again, a difference in thinking about like an employee versus thinking like an entrepreneur. My business brought in $57,000. I didn't pay myself $57,000, but my business brought in $57,000. And I remember in that month thinking, holy guacamole, this is more than the average American household makes in a year. Because I think I looked it up and it's like 50000 a year is the average American household, two family earners. And so I just remember kind of basking in that awe of what was possible. And I didn't know how it would happen ahead of time, right? I didn't start January 1st thinking, you know what I'm going to do this year, probably in May. No, every month I took it month by month. I knew I had a goal for the year. I had a goal that year of making 
how much was my goal that year? I'm pretty sure it was 300,000. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I didn't know what any of these months would look like. And I don't remember if I was thinking in January or February that it was never going to work. Probably I did at some point. Like, I don't know if it's going to work. Look at how badly it's going so far. But then somewhere in there, I got that adjustment, right? I had that like, <laughs> that, that like get it together kind of like moment. And then June was a $23,000 month. July was a 19000 August was thirteen. September was fifty. October was fifty. November was thirty-two. And then I like to take December's off. So I had a $5,000 month. But you see how it's like when you think about your money in a way that's like my business is creating money. This is the goal. My January is not a reflection. Even my Q1, right? Q1 of 2019, I brought in $25,000. So often we want to try and make our business like, well, if I have a $300,000 goal, it should just break down perfectly. Not only should it break down perfectly in quarters, but it should break down perfectly in months. But that's not how money works in a business. Now, sometimes it works, but that's not always how it works. And so when it doesn't, it's not a problem. In fact, that was part of the work that I had to do and that you'll have to do too, is that when you get used to creating 10, 15, $20,000 months, and then you have a $5,000 month, you get to watch the brain panic and say, oh my gosh, do I even know how to make money? What's happening here? And you get to be like, oh, you know what? Of course that's here. My brain hasn't learned how to just experience money, the ups, the downs, and hold a consistent belief. So that's what your money might look like over a year, right? And so notice how it's very different than a job, but the result at the end is what you're like, oh, this is what I'm creating and I'm doing it over this year time frame. Now, that's the why it typically doesn't look like a job, right? You don't have that consistency every month. So then you might be saying, yeah, but I want some consistency in how much I pay myself. I don't want it to be, you know, just all over the place. So then how do you create that experience for yourself of paying yourself the same amount? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so once you're not seeped in like, how do I make money? Because really, when I think about my first $120,000 a year, what I was doing that year was I was building a consistency and believing in myself. I was building a consistency in um, knowing how I created money and clients. I mean, man, it was still middle to mid end of the year. And I was like, I know I'm doing it. But like, I'm not sure I know how. <laughs> and so I was still like working through that in some moments and other moments it felt very clear, but I was still working through that. And so that first year, you're really working through a lot of how do I create these clients? How, what did I actually do? It was in my control. How do I do that again? How do I believe even when I don't see the results that I want, right? How do I believe I'm still creating a hundred thousand dollar year, even when January is a $1,500 month, right? You, you work through all of that in that first year. And then when you get to, let's just say your second year, right? So let's not put any pressure on your business to pay you any amount of money. So the first year, I really love the profit first method, although, or maybe no method at all, both totally work. But what's cool about the profit first is that, well, 
No, I definitely do not like the idea of profit first for the first month, for the first year, (laughs) because it has you thinking about like, it has you putting that pressure like, well, I want to make this much money. So how am I going to do it? No, take all of that away. Make your first year like whatever I pay myself. That's cool. I don't pay myself anything. That's cool too. The second year, right? That's where I want you to start thinking about things like, um, like how do I create a consistent amount that I can pay myself? And the simplest way to do this, you guys, right? It doesn't matter what method you're following. If you want to go read the Profit First book, fine, do it. But (laughs) whatever, it's not necessary, at least at this point. But you start to think of it in terms of, okay, if I know ahead of time that it's very likely impossible that one month will be one amount and another one month will be another amount, how do I solve for that? And when I think about that, you guys, the simplest answer is that you save money either from the previous year or in the very beginning and you just create this stockpile of money and then you're like, okay, so maybe you make money for the first two months, but you don't pay yourself. Notice what you're doing here is right. You're, you're creating that intro ramp to something. Now, so often what I see coaches doing is in the moment, they're like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> You like my whiny voice? They never actually sound like that, right? They don't want to do something right now because they think they have to do it forever. But sometimes we make choices for a small period of time because we're preparing for something in the future. So maybe you don't pay yourself January, February, and March, but you keep creating money and you make those three months this this savings account, right? This, this, this cash plump business and you just have it all in that. I'm just going to go with PayPal account, whatever. Right. And then what you do is you decide, okay, how much am I going to make this year? How much do I want to pay myself every month? An amount that still allows me to invest very, um, right? If you want to grow your business, I guess let's put it that way. I have always wanted to grow my business. And so I have always chosen to pay myself less to make sure that I could invest in every single thing that I wanted. And that looks like recently my one of my coaches, Brooke Castillo, sent an email out and she was like, come spend the day with me. It's $5,000. And so it literally took me seven minutes from seeing that email to pressing submit. And those seven minutes never included, do I have the money? Is this worth it? Those seven minutes were checking, reading the email, checking my calendar, checking around it to make sure there wasn't anything that would conflict with that, running downstairs, finding my husband, trying to look very calm and like not worked up, right? Like not like (laughs) say yes, say yes, right? Like, like, hey, and I just said to him, what are your thoughts on me flying to Austin two weekends from now and going to spend the day with Brooke, right? And so I just like stayed quiet, (laughs) So I was trying not to look, you know, super invested. And he thought about it for like five seconds and was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And so I, you know, jumped up in the air in delight and then ran away, got my wallet, went upstairs, entered in the card information. Done. Right? So it's like when opportunities like that come, I always want to make sure that my business is ready for it. And so I purposely pay myself. Well, at this point, it's not that I pay myself less, although I do. 
It's that I am making sure that I have plenty of cushion to invest in things I want to invest in. Now, this is a skill that I have built up. I talked to somebody else who was like, oh yeah, I saw that offer, but I don't know that I would have jumped on it. And I actually think that's very normal as well. I think in the early days of investing in your business, you're actually building up a that that skill of seeing something you want, re, like like building that belief that I always make back what I need, that this is building me, that building me is the most important thing I do. I want it, so let's do it. And then moving from I want it to done, let's do it. And so I have just done that so many times over the last three years that I'm to the point where it's like, oh, $5,000 was easy. It's like, oh yeah, for sure, right? If it was $10,000, I might have weighed some pros and cons. Maybe, I don't really know, right? But it was $5,000 and it was super easy. So you want to pay yourself an amount that makes it very easy for your business to still keep investing and growing if that's one of your priorities. Now, this actually might be the moment to go to profit first because he breaks this down into like, oh, I'll just tell you, put money aside for taxes, put money aside for savings, pay yourself, um, right? Like set aside money for software type stuff, which I spend very little on that. Um, But right, like have these categories of things that you're saving money for, but make sure that you're saving money for investing in you. So I don't even actually remember how much I paid myself in that second year, but make sure that whatever the number is, it's like, yeah, this is cool for my family, but it really serves my business. It serves what my business wants and needs. And then right when you spent three months creating money, but not paying yourself any, you were just creating that like stockpile. And now you're like, okay, great. I have three months where I've made money. I'm going to keep creating money. But what you just did was you created a buffer where it's like you don't have to create as much money as you need every month to still pay yourself. And then if you need that, right, you go into the reserve and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to pay myself $2,000 this month, but my business brought in three and I really want to invest in this other thing. So I'm going to pay myself too. I'm going to invest in this other thing and I'm going to pull some money out of my stockpile that I created to make sure that I pay myself and invest in this other thing, right? So you actually create that consistency for yourself. So now let's get to the very last point. So we talked about why it doesn't work for you to treat your business like a job. We talked about how to create that experience for yourself. And I want to end with how you flex when your plan doesn't work, right? So I just talked about you're going to create that experience for yourself. But sometimes things don't happen the way that you thought they might. And again, how do you let that be okay so that you can still experience your business and your life in a way that's not in this like high pressure, high panicky mode? So, so let's, let's, let's recap, right? Like, like, let's go back in time to, so I launched my mastermind and I think it was in November, October, I don't know, one of those months. And so I, I had already planned that I was only going to sell the mastermind. I wasn't going to sell anything else. And so that I, right, like, what does that mean tangibly? It means there's no one-on-one coaching that I'm selling And so there's no extra money coming in. I had basically committed to, I'm going to sell in this month and then I'm not going to sell again for six more months to bring in money. So in order to do that, right, it's like your business has to be ready to do it. And so what I had 
planned was, right, I would sell the mastermind, I would sell this many spots at this price, and that would cover the rest of like not selling for six months. And right, like notice, just like I invited you to do, like spend three months just stockpiling money so that you then can use it throughout the year as that buffer. And so that was my plan for how do I create zero money each month and and still be totally fine. And so when I didn't hit the goal, that meant that I had to rework the plan. And so I got together with my money lady and every single month, right? So the very first month we looked at it and we were like, okay, here are the options. Here's how this looks. And she helped me forecast out month by month. Like, and and so this is what I loved is that basically what she could tell me from those numbers was this amount of money is totally fine. Like, let's plan. What are you going to do? And we just planned out everything I wanted from, you know, paying a graphic designer to do some things to paying my team to paying myself, right? The exact same amount every month to paying taxes to um, investing in the $2 million mastermind that I'm in, all of the things, right? We mapped it all out. She helped me think of it. She helped me forecast it out in the months. And she's like, yep, you're totally fine. And so then month by month, I was just thinking about this because we had our call on Monday. What was so amazing is, is that, you know, she's not just a money forecaster, but she's also a coach. And so when you combine those two things together, what I have is basically a money mindset coach who helps me look at the money and who's there to like, it's, I just think of it as like a gentle hug. Like, like my brain has these areas where it's like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, yep. Let's look at this. Tell me why you're thinking that. Why? Right. Like she's just like coaching me and she's using my numbers. And every month we did that. And when I think about where I am now, months into this experience, and I'm so thankful for that experience of learning how to flex inside of not hitting my goal. Because my objective was, how do I keep running my business in the way that I want to run it, right? I'm not cutting things. I'm not uh, making choices out of fear. I'm not any of that. Now, I was always willing to. And so when I always thought about what's the backup plan, What's the worst case scenario? It was I put things on the credit card or I don't pay myself. And so what I have done, because again, if we look at like, how do we create a business that we feel so wonderful about and in, I created a savings in my family money so that I actually don't need my business to pay me. So if I want to take off a few months, if I choose that option, then my family money, because I'm the breadwinner, is totally fine. I don't need my business to pay me to be okay. So notice what I do with my businesses and my money is I'm just creating all of these, um, they're not safety nets, right? Really safety nets of space where it's like I created this space and I created this space and I created this situation so that overall what I have is this really delightful, light, fun environment around money and my business that I created. Now, why? Because I love that. I never want to be like, oh my gosh, my credit card is due or oh my gosh, my family needs money. And so I anticipate those things and I've made plans for them. And I think what's really cool is, is just like 
you know, having that tax bill in my 2019 year, not hitting my goal and needing to do the work to experience my business in the way I wanted to and create thoughts around when my coach tells or, you know, my finance lady tells me, okay, this is the month where you're going to have $17,000 left in your business. How do you feel about that? And, and the answer being like, I feel really awesome. Like, I think that's fantastic. I feel really great. I know exactly what to do. I feel in control of creating money. I know what we're spending money on. I still actually feel flexibility in buying extra things that I know I'm going to want um, and, and not feeling like I have to wait. And it's that sometimes it's that work inside of the discomfort that ends up being some of the best work that you will do on yourself around money. It prepares you and and invites you into believing that this was a benefit to me because I'm stronger going forward and I'm more capable than I ever was before. So that is our money conversation for today. For, I don't know why I thought that was a word, but sometimes I use it. Sometimes I do. So today we touched on why your business doesn't act like a job and why you don't want it to. Come on. How to create a consistent paying yourself experience for yourself and how to flex and even value that need for flexing when your plan doesn't work out. So I'm so glad that you could have this, you know, be here with me in this space, in this room to talk about money. And I love even just thinking about how this is going to impact you and how just hearing my thoughts and weighing up ways of approaching it is going to shift and help you approach money differently, both in your personal finances, in your business finances, and your capacity to create it. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.